Hello, hello, hello. Good day and welcome to yet another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And today, I would like to do a few things. First, I want to thank my expanded audience. Um, I can see that I've now got people listening from the great states of Kentucky and Florida as well. So that makes it New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Texas, Kentucky, Florida, and Minnesota. I now have 14% of the country listening to me, or that's at least the way I like to think about it. I know it's not everyone in those states, but that's fantastic. I'm really happy that um, people are are tuning in from elsewhere. And if you are, uh, let friends and family know. This is a great family-friendly podcast. Um, so we've got that going. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today actually affects pretty much everyone in this entire country, and that is education. Um, now, full disclosure, I'm a teacher. I teach in the greatest urban school district in the United States of America, Milky Way Galaxy, and beyond, uh, Elizabeth. And uh, as such... Um, you know, I, I want to make it very clear that nothing I say, first of all, I don't have the power to change anything that I'm talking about. Okay. Um, I'm just making some observations about things. And I think that these are observations that most people, uh, within education people that are teachers, um, it, it will resonate with them. And if you're a student, um, you know what, you need to be the voice of change within the community, all right? You need to be the ones telling your parents, wherever you are, to go out there and and to change things. And unfortunately, I don't know how much the change can actually happen because we've got ourselves in a bit of a catch-22, and, and I do get some of it, uh, and I'm going to explain all of this anyway. So let me let me get started off here, Okay. So I teach social studies, history as it used to be called, okay? Um, And we are essentially, um, we are a second-rate subject. And I don't mean that insultingly to social studies. What I mean is that uh, in the great state of New Jersey, there are no standardized tests for social studies, there are uh, state testings in, uh, obviously, math and uh, ELA, English Language Arts. Those are the big ones. Those are the ones where you basically get judged. Um, entire school districts get judged based on their scores in these subjects. And I'm not saying it's not important. Believe me. I, I mean, I, it, <laughs> knowing your maths and knowing your language arts is extremely important um, so I'm not so much complaining about that. And science also has uh, state testing. You have to have state testing a couple of different grade levels. With social studies, there's nothing. Now, this for me is a double-edged sword. And for many of the social studies teachers I've talked to over the years, on the one hand, it's great because you don't get tested. Therefore, you don't have to teach the test. With my teaching, and, and if you ask any of my students, you know this, I am, I am that social studies teacher. I mean, I, I almost dislocated a finger one time uh, jumping off a desk because I was reenacting 
John Wilkes Booth's, um, you know, after he uh, shot President Lincoln in the head in Forbes Theater, and he jumped off the balcony, landed on the stage, you know, uh, broke his leg, and then limped off, waving the pistol, pistol in the hand, yelling, Sic Semper Tyrannus, which, of course, we all know means, thus shall it ever be with tyrants, state motto of, of Virginia. Um, you know, I jumped off the desk, and I landed... Uh, and I banged my finger. I also rolled my ankle, which was a lot of fun. And I was limping around for a while. But that's the way I am, okay? But if I had a test, and we call we call the following teaching to the test. If I knew that my students had to know certain things and they were going to be tested directly on them, then I would be like, well, listen, I know you guys are asking great questions about the Civil War, you're asking questions about, like, well, why why did, uh, you know, the, the Confederacy, uh, you know, form? What was this about? What was that about? You know, why didn't Lincoln do this? What could have happened if England got involved in the war, if France got involved in the war? Now, I will take time out of class right now, and I'll be like, yeah, no, this is what would have happened. And then we had to threaten England, and then what was going on in Europe at the time? But if I had a test and I was like, listen, if you guys don't score uh, 80% or higher on the following test, I'm going to get demerits as a teacher. I'm going to get a black mark against me. Then I don't have the time to answer all the questions because I'm like, listen, that's a great question. But it's not as important as being like, listen, this is what you're going to be quizzed on for the test. And so we have to put your question on hold and answer it. And that's where I truly do feel for, you know, my, my comrades in arms in math and language arts, you know, they have these tests that they have to teach to, okay? They have to teach to the test. They know what their students are going to be quizzed on. Now, you could turn right back around and say, well, listen, I mean, how else are we going to find out if you're actually doing anything effective? Are you actually teaching these children? What are they actually learning? Okay, we need to have this. Granted, I'll give you that. Um, you know, there there have to be some measures by which you determine, okay, are students learning this or that? And, and we do have a curriculum, okay, uh, in New Jersey, you know, it's like, listen, the students are going to learn from this to this, okay? And that's my job, part of my job as a teacher and we have many, many, many obligations as a teacher. We have many things to do as a teacher. But part of my job is that I do have to do things like actually teach what I'm supposed to be teaching. Now, normally, that's not a problem at all. Um, but the thing is, with social studies, I can get away with, be, with, with like, when students start going down the rabbit hole and asking questions, we start talking about, like for example, we were talking about um, the other day, the Enlightenment, and we were talking about the relationship between man and government. What is the relationship between an individual and government? I and mean, we're seeing this today all over the world. We've been seeing it for, forever. But, you know, today, you know, students come to be like, hey, what's going on in Hong Kong right now? What are people protesting about? What, what's that all about? And I'm like, well, that, that's about the relationship between government and the people. You know, they want some more liberties. And the Chinese government is like, no, you can't have them. Not yours. And... You know, that's what you, well, I get asked these questions, and it's like, but what about this? But what about this? Now, I can spend an entire period. I can be like, all right, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take the entire period, and we're just going to be like, I've got good questions coming in. And as a teacher, that's what you want. 
you crave, and those of you who are fellow teachers know it, you crave those days where students are asking questions. And for the students listening, you want those classes where you're actually able to ask questions that are on your mind, and the teacher's into it and is like, yeah, keep them coming. Let's go. Come on, answer this. You know, ask this, rather, and I'll answer it. Okay? We want that. But if I have a test to teach to, I have to be like, okay, listen, great question, and I'd love to continue answering these things, but you know what? There's a, a certain thing I have to teach you right now that I have to drill into your head so that you know it by the time there's a test. Because if you don't know it by that time, then it's going to be problems. And this is the issue. The schools get judged based on this. They don't, you, there's no test about how good a school is um, dealing with the students, dealing with the, the emotional well-being of students, dealing with the mental health of students, dealing with the fact that, you know, we take time out. I mean, I take time out, and you can ask any of my eighth graders. When I taught in the high school, I used to do it. The high school, I used to teach it a lot. I, it was We'd spend entire days on uh, Mr. Ashitino's life lessons, where I'd be teaching them about real life because that's part of social studies. As part of going out there. We teach about economics. We teach about you know, history, what are we really doing? We're really preparing these students to go out there into the real world. And since in every other subject they couldn't do it, I felt that in history it was my obligation to tell them, well, here's what high school is going to be like, uh, or here's what the rest of your life is going to be like, okay? You know, this is what the reality is, you know, and, and uh, I'm going to explain things. Mr. A's life lessons, as I like to call them, so, you know, I've got that advantage, um, but on the downside, you know, <laughs> uh, in most school buildings I've ever taught it in my life, you know, social studies kind of just gets cast off by the wayside, meaning that, uh, you know, nobody, nobody would put a math or language arts class um, in, in, a, in a room that was not suited where the students didn't have... Um, they weren't in a room that was suited for them because they need to be in a room that's suited for them. They need to, to do these things because, again, the school gets judged based on what happens in language arts and what happens in math. Um, <clears throat> if science is different, and, and science is different because you kind of need the lab, okay? You, you can't do a lab in a room that's not designed for a lab. Social studies, just they feel like, you know, whatever, you know, you can do this. And I, one of my main issues is that social studies, I mean, granted, this is partly because this is what I do. This is, this is the career path I've chosen, um, uh, you know, to talk about this. <clears throat> but the real issue is this. Social studies affects us every day. If you don't know where you've come from, you really have no idea where you're going. If you don't understand the past, the old saying, those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it, okay? It's actually very true. And we can see this time and time again. Um, we see it all the time. And as a historian, you have an obligation to your trade and and to humanity to continuously call things out. You know, we look back and say, well, we can see trends that we saw before. Um, you know, you know what's happened and, and you have to call them out. And humanity needs to listen to us, okay? Uh, this is really what the main 
problem is, is that, you know, we're kind of viewed as a second rate subject in school. And yet, for so many students, I mean, going forward, if you don't have a solid understanding of how society functions, of how we relate to one another, and this is all covered by social studies, okay, then you really don't have anything that you can look forward to. I mean, as far as, you know, where, what type of society are you building in the future? If you don't understand the, the mistakes of the past, you can't build upon that. You can't say, well, look, we did this, we screwed up, let's not do it again. So, you know, we, we, have no, we have no testing, we don't get tested, and this is kind of also an indictment on testing as well. Um, I, I just feel that, that the standardized testing, you know, it's ironic. I always see people put up a, a meme about, you know, we, um, you know, differentiate instruction, but we standardize testing. And it's so absolutely true. You know, when it, when it comes to classwork, why, what I mean, by the way, those of you who are not in education, differentiation means basically that I take into account the different skill levels of students in my classroom. So if someone, let's say someone it is, is at a, a lower reading level in my classroom, well, I don't give them the exact same assignment that I give someone who's at an advanced reading level because it wouldn't be fair. It doesn't really give me... Uh, it doesn't tell me whether that person knows it or not. You know, I have one student who, what they do with with the notes, they you know, he draws it out. He draws his notes. Okay, uh, he doesn't write it down word for word. You know, in in the Queen's English, he draws it. But I'll tell you what, his drawings are phenomenal as far as when you look at his drawings, he's actually drawing out. Uh, you know, in, in stick figures and in some other different representations, exactly what you're talking about. And I'll tell you what, if you watched, if you read through his notebook, you would know exactly what I was talking about that period. And that's how he relates. And that to me, I'm a-okay with that because everyone relates differently, okay? But then you're going to take a student who has a different way of understanding things and throw them into a standardized test where they have to deal with things the same as everyone else. No, you're, that's not fair, okay? And it's not right, and it's not giving you an accurate representation of how students are doing. You know, I've complained about this for years, okay? And, and I've, I've complained about it all around. You know, <clears throat> with social studies, one of the things is it's not just about when you, when you get these standardized tests when, when you have any kind of testing for social studies, and it's not the big standardized test, but benchmarks and stuff. These are tests that you take every marking period to determine. A, a lot of that is based on how well a student can read and interpret data. Not about whether they know, whether they remember things like, hey, I remember we talked about the French and Indian War, okay? I remember this, I remember that. No, now all of a sudden you're getting... Um, you know, a couple of paragraphs to read through and make an analysis on it. And that's not, I mean, what type of stuff is that? Okay. You know, where are you going with that? Um, you know, that's not, that's not saying that social studies, whether or not the student understands social studies, that's saying, okay, can they read well? Yes. Now, uh, I've been very fortunate in that wherever I've taught, I've had an excellent language arts department 
and my fellow language arts teachers, uh, you know, they are, they have been uh, all-stars, okay? Uh, the department, Elizabeth, is an all-star department, but having said that, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not fair to have students relate things outside of what, you know, they should be doing in social studies, you know, and, and I think that that's a major factor. Um, I guess what I'm really getting down to, and I don't want to belabor the point too much here, but what I'm really getting down to is that social studies is an extremely important subject, and it's part of a general education. And what we're doing with students is, you know, we're basically defining them. What were your SAT scores? Well, that's how smart you were, okay? No, it's not. It's not at all. Myself, I mean, my SAT scores were not anything to really, I think I got a 1,300. But, uh, fun fact, uh, when I took the SATs, it was out of a 1,600. You know, I had a lot of students did better than I did. Um, you know, my language arts scores were very high. Uh, my math scores, not, not so much. But that doesn't define me. That didn't define who I was as a student. You know, and when I got to college, I had professors that realized that, you know, I was, you know, not defined by these kinds of things. Um, but that's what we do. You know, when we say, oh, you have to get this, you have to get that. And I think that that's a great problem. When a school gets judged based upon, well, the New Jersey, we used to be the park, now it's the SLA. Um, the schools get judged based upon those scores. That doesn't tell you anything about the character of students in your school. It doesn't tell you anything about the intelligence level of students in your school. And this is a problem. And I know there's standardized testings all across the United States and in other countries. Those of you listening in other countries, I mean, I know, uh, you know, over in countries that follow the English system, there's the A-levels, uh, I believe it is, you know, you, you have a major test where it basically defines your future, Okay. It defines what type of a career, you know, where you're going to be able to, to, to work in in the future. I mean, this is ludicrous. Why are we judging people on one test or on a couple of tests? You know, and, and for stuff that, by the way, most people aren't even going to use going forward. I had a student ask me the other day, what's the use of all that? I'm not going to go into a math-heavy uh, career. I'm not going to be an engineer or anything like that. And I was like... Yeah, you're absolutely right. Look at me with math. I mean, listen, I can do a, a decent amount of math, okay? But <clears throat> I never was going to become an engineer. I knew that. From day one, I knew I wasn't going to do anything that was heavy math. I do regret not learning calculus only because um, I, I have a love for astronomy, as those of you who know me or listen to my podcast on the size of things out there. I think it was the fourth one I did. All right, I... I do wish that I had known calculus just so that I could, for my own personal ability, be able to calculate certain things out and, and, you know, but that's besides the point. Most people aren't going to use these things, yet we're being judged by them. I mean, why are we being judged by things? I mean, with, with social studies, again, you know, the very understanding of how societies function, how civilizations come into being and then how they end up having issues. Um, why do we, you know, form the, the bonds from a societal perspective that we do? What's going on with that, you know? Why do we not like people from certain cultures? 
or why do we like people from certain cultures? These are critical things that what, whatever career you go into, you're going to need to know them. Okay, so and again, this is not me on a, a you know a, a, a festival of you know just oh poor social studies we we just get bashed left and right. Not at all. It, it really isn't that. It's just saying that education in America, at the end of the day, gets boiled down to certain numbers that students score on certain tests, and that's how districts get judged on how good they are. And unfortunately, that's what ends up telling students their worth as a student. And I have a problem with that. I think that that's a bunch of BS. I think that students are worth much more than their scores. Okay? I think that they're worth... They should be uh, evaluated based on a variety of issues. I don't feel that it's right because, again, if you were to look at me and say, oh, well, his math scores were low, he must not be that intelligent. No, I am. I'm very intelligent, okay? Um, I happen to know a tremendous amount, and I've talked to many students. You know, I've come across so many students across the years that I've been teaching, and any teacher can tell you this because they've done the same. <clears throat> they've come across students whose scores were not great, but were who, who were brilliant in so many other ways. And that's just not reflected in the schools. They're just like, oh, no, your school didn't do well in this, so you need extra this and that. No, we don't need extra this and that. We have some brilliant students. They're just brilliant in ways that you're not testing, okay? So stop with the stupid testing. Stop with all of this garbage, you know, that we're going to judge the district on the basis of one test that all the students take at one point in the year. And furthermore, stop punishing teachers for this because, and if you don't know this, I'm letting you know this now, uh, especially in New Jersey, teacher evaluations are partly based upon their students' scores. So if you... <laughs> You get judged based on this. Now, I know you might be like, well, shouldn't they, you know, have this? Okay, that's fine. You, you can say, well, yeah, they should be judged because it shows them this. But this is one test, okay? It's a one-off. You know, if you watched Babe Ruth, the greatest baseball player who's ever lived, all right? And that's a fact, by the way, not an opinion for those of you who have an issue with it. If you watched Babe Ruth on one game and he went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts... Would you be like, this guy's a terrible baseball player? No. If you only judged him on that one day, you'd be like, yes, he's a bad baseball player. Okay? And then we'd all come and hit you over the head with something because it's not about one day. A student has a bad day. A couple of students, you know, this is just, you're not being fair. The evaluations are very, very narrowly defined. And I think that that's a travesty. And what I furthermore think is that you're taking everything out of the ability of teachers to really reach out to students and to give them a full education, you know, to talk to them about why math is so important and why, where they're applying math in other parts of life and have fun with it because you have tests that you need to teach for, okay? And they need to know certain things, you know, and you can't take the chance that they don't. You have to go over it again and again and again. And the same with language arts. Instead of just being like, listen, we're going to read plays for the sake of this is a great play and we're going to act it out. We're going to do this and that. No, you have to be like, all right, listen, you have to learn the following skill sets. You can teach those skill sets. And I'll tell you what, if you do that over time, 
uh, and in a way that's not, you know, just simply focused on the exact parameters of a test, it'll be much more beneficial. They'll enjoy it more. Um, so that's, that's really where we are. Um, I think that unfortunately we've gotten to this point where, you know, everything is about data. What's the data for this? The data-driven classroom, the data-driven instruction. Yeah, you know what? That only tells you part of the story, okay? It really doesn't tell you the whole story, and it certainly doesn't tell you what our students are worth. And my, I guess what I'm going to kind of wrap things up with is this, because I could go on, believe me about this, for another hour and a half, but I won't do that to you, uh, my beloved listeners. I will say this. If you are a student... Do not get yourself worked up about these individual tests, okay? Uh, They do not define who you are as a student. They don't tell you how smart you are. Um, They are standardized tests that take into account no kind of accommodations of the individual. You know, keep on keeping on. Go on exploring and, and go on trying to, you know find out who you are as an individual and as a human being. And to my fellow teachers out there who might be listening or anyone that forwards this to some teacher, I will say this, you know, I understand that some of you have to teach these tests, but at the end of the day, don't let it, don't let it define who you are as a teacher. You know, keep on trying to, to put things into the education, into the curriculum where you can that really, you know, that that just makes students feel like they're just not robots in the system because that I fear is what we're becoming. You know, I think that unfortunately that's where we're going and I don't want that. And that's not the kind of education system I ever want to be a part of myself. Anyway, um, so that's it for me this week. Again, I really do appreciate greatly all of you who listen. Um, please put me out um, on Snap Put me out uh, if you have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Tell people about this podcast. It's, uh, I, I think it's a really good podcast. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I'll tell you that right now. And, um, you know, I'm really trying to, I'm actually trying to get a, a, a shop going up. <laughs> Put some merch out there. I have to come with an, up with an Ashtino's Army, um, you know, logo. I've got some ideas. If you have any, please send them to me. Um, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Antonius Optimus, you know, A N T I N O U S O P T I M U S Optimus. It's um, it's an adventure. It's a never-ending adventure. So anyway, I hope everyone out there has a great rest of your week. Um, I will be posting up again next week. Go back, listen to the other podcasts. Let me know what you think. Everything is uh, welcome. All ideas and opinions. I value, and let me know what's going on. In the meantime, I hope everyone uh, does well, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.